2: Joyful Talk is a junked analog microclimate trance music duo based on the south shore of Nova Scotia, Canada. Consisting of Jay Crocker and Sean Dicey, each Calgary transplants to the Maritimes, Joyful Talk create singular music because so much of their instrumentation has been invented or modified by these two guys who then revel in a conversational interplay derived from their own unique musical language. Joyful Talk's second and new album is called Plurality Trip, which was released by Constellation Records in August of 2018, and it's prompted the band to tour the world extensively. Jay and Sean and I met recently in the E1 studio in Toronto for a conversation about the South Shore, Calgary, how they met, how they do what they do, and why they do those things. Lobster Zones and acid-washed underpants plurality trip, what's up next, and much more. With the support of listeners like you who subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly pledges at patreon.com creative control, plus in-kind support from CFRU ninety three point three FM, Pizza Trocadero, the bookshelf and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 441st episode of Creative Control, featuring the enigmatically wise Jay Crocker and Sean Dicey of Joyful Talk with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi guys, how's it going? Good. Good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm. I'm feeling better now that you helped me tech the show. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's another issue with the tech, and it it worked out well. Uh, I think for the people listening, uh, we should uh, you two, in fact, because they're used to hearing me, should introduce yourselves individually. So why don't we start over here? I'm Sean Dicey, and I'm here with Joyful Talk. (laughs) Nice <laughs> to. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I'm for stating your affiliation, yeah. that's great. I wasn't sure how. I'm we joyful. Had to go talk in the introduction. <laughs> you, you are joyful talk. No, I am Jay Crocker. Jay Sean, nice to uh, speak with you. Now, the mm-hmm. first time I uh, was introduced to you, Sean, I was told to call you Dicey. That's my last name. Yeah, no, Sean, Sean Dicey. I, yeah. yeah, I know, but is that what people call <laughs> a you? A lot of people do call me Dicey. Is it yeah. okay if I call you Dicey it every is, once yeah. in a while? Do you call him Dicey, Jay? Oh
3: yeah, yeah. Most people do. Okay, the last, in and out but most people
2: most people call him Dicey Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) the first time I think I saw Joyful Talk might have been in Halifax at a house show Mm -hmm. and I feel like Aaron Mangle was playing with you in a basement is that uh, is that possible I don't think he he was in the band yeah he wasn't in the band was he just there
3: it was his basement oh it was his basement okay so he definitely was there
2: okay and so and that was was that an early incarnation of this
3: it was our first or second show probably
2: are you saying with I... With s- Will? Yeah. Or, yeah.
4: Will Vandermeulen uh, played with us probably for the first year of this. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's maybe why I thought it was a three-piece in mm-hmm. my head. Right. Okay. So where did this group, if it's a group, where did it come from exactly? Who's, I believe, Jay, is this your conception on some yeah, level? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so where did it emerge from per se?
3: I Sounds guess it was good, uh, born out of the forests of southwestern Nova Scotia.
2: Right. Yeah. Because I know you as a Calgary person. Yeah. And so is Dicey. You're both from Calgary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how did you end up in on the south shore of Nova Scotia? Southwestern, sorry, I to be South, specific, shore, yeah. I, south I know, shore. I know I yeah. know it as the South Shore. It is. I yeah. go there sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's very remote and lovely and there's uh, water. Yeah, there's lakes and stuff. It's incredible. Yeah, so how did you end up uh, for in there in in that area? As a, from Calgary, both of you.
3: Uh, I moved there about seven years ago, seven and almost seven and a half years ago. I actually toured out there, and had played at John McKeel's house, okay. and he was living out there. And my wife and I were, I don't know, tossed around the idea of getting out of Alberta.
2: Is, is um, John, I think of John as like a, a New Brunswick, Nova Scotia type person, is he? Yeah, f-
3: he's from Amherst. He's from where? Amherst, Nova
4: Scotia.
2: Okay, so he's from Nova Scotia. Yeah. When you, you mentioned he's him. He's the king of Nova Scotia, actually. Yeah, <laughs>
4: but
3: you, so Jay went out to
4: visit him. Oh, just to visit. I was Nova touring. Scotia,
2: yeah. Oh, you were touring. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So
3: I had played with John in Calgary and then so when we were setting up the tour I asked John if he could you know, help me out with some of the East Coast stuff. Okay. And then so I played at his house and I don't know, we just kind of fell in love with it. I did anyways. And then my wife, when we were deciding to move out of Calgary, my wife went to visit and look for real estate because, I mean, it's fairly affordable, especially at, with the mindset that I had when I was living in Calgary. Where everything is like was getting really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so, but in Nova Scotia, reality it's like, you know, it's still kind of the same, but manageable as far as like the price points. You mean? Yeah. Oh, like in You Nova's- know what I mean? Like, coming from Calgary, we're just like, oh my god, this is only like, you know, a hundred grand. 150 grand that's amazing Right. everything in Calgary is like 450 grand similar like a similar sort size sort of but place. you're not even going to get anything close to right. that like it's way you get way more in Nova Scotia but you're entering like a life of it's like a maintenance existence cuz you got to really fix love. up this fixing everything house. fixing the audio fixing the cars fixing the plumbing is so
2: there a lot of audio problems in Nova Scotia <laughs> that you have to fix
3: oh every time to- every
2: yeah.
3: no those actually mostly happen in Toronto
2: because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing we don't know how to work with our hands and our yeah. minds the way yeah. you do in Nova Scotia so I was out there and we ended up out there
3: it was a crazy ended up in this house in a really interesting way like a private owner from one of the people who really kind of is embedded in the community there. Jesse Watson, he has like a um, a skateboard company called Homegrown. Mm-hmm. And... are you a skater? I was when I was like in junior
2: high. Right. I just started up again. Yeah. I'm 40 now. My son is seven and he wanted to skateboard. So I was like, I was never very good at it when I was... I was not bad. But you, pre- you could do all the tricks and the stuff. Not all the
3: tricks, but yeah. I was into like stairs and stuff.
2: Yeah, I can't do that stuff. No, I could never do any kind of tricks. Looks terrifying to me. I would never do he, it. He like now. immediately, he that's all he wants to do. Right. It's just he's like I'm, I'm like you've not even demonstrated that you can skate across a flat surface. He's like no, mm-hmm. I want to go we go to the skate park in Guelph yeah. and he wants to do all the
3: Yeah, Jesse has a bowl mm-hmm. built above the Lahave Bakery. Oh, okay. So it's I bought his old house and it kind of I don't know it was a it's a great energy in Crows
2: okay okay so you it's a partially uh, the reality of uh, Calgary uh, real estate I suppose that that drew you out of that city yeah but it was also I don't know I felt
3: I just needed to get out of there just generally just generally overall I felt like I wanted to try something else
2: okay okay and I, I want to uh, follow up on some of what you just said in a moment. But uh, Dicey, what about you? Did you just follow Jay or what, what made you leave? That, now I've been there about four
4: and a half years. right? And I'd seen Nova Scotia a little bit, but it was visiting Jay shortly before I wound up moving there.
3: Dicey was touring an art show like across North America.
2: What kind of art do you make?
4: That was a public uh, installation piece that toured some New Blanche type Projects we did the one in Halifax that tour, as well as others, um, Nocturne, in Halifax. Yeah, yeah, that's what's called. What is, <laughs> what is the actual like uh, medium? I suppose uh, the piece was uh, two scissor lifts with uh, actors on them being town criers, and people submitted messages all night, and uh, the town criers broadcast them to
3: the crowd. Oh, um, like yelling them. Right. Through a megaphone, like through a passive megaphone. Okay. So we toured that. That was a project or a
4: group called Sophie Farewell out of Calgary for artists. We had a few projects like that Okay. Um, and toured it around. But when I was in Nova Scotia, I went to
3: visit Jay. Like during the Nocturne kind of thing.
2: Oh, oh okay. Some oh, out, yeah, some time between festivals. He came out for maybe five days. And yeah. did you you knew of each other? Were you friends yeah, in Calgary? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, we've certainly become
4: closer. Yeah. Since I've moved out there, but
3: really close, kind of mutual friends, and like we'd had some interactions. Same. same
2: yeah. I mean, Jay, I know some of your solo work, but you uh, have played in bands of. Uh, some renown, and, and Dicey, I assume you have too. Do you mind, uh, Dicey, do you mind talking about some of the bands, bands. you played with?
4: Um, I guess, well, I played with Lab Coast for quite a while in Calgary mm-hmm. uh, before I left, and that is Chris Dadge, who... Um,
2: just on the show. like a, Just on the show. Like in July. He was with just, Chad. With Chad, mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> and he's like my probably one of my best friends oh, nice. we went to high school together and we've played in a lot of bands over the years and he's played with Jay quite a mm-hmm. bit okay so that's part of our
3: mutual circle like tight little circle
2: and Jay what about you I mean like yeah, I said you like have your own stuff.
3: stuff and then Ghost Keeper right No More Shapes uh, John McKeel
2: right okay sometimes Dice s-
3: plays in John McKeel
2: sometimes you play with Steve Lamke my friend yep
3: and then Cousins, we did a short stint as the rhythm section for Cousins. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah,
4: <laughs>
2: so, well, so wait a minute, what instrument? Oh, that was recently. Yeah, he was playing drums, I was playing bass. Oh, you were playing drums. Okay, yeah, I was playing drums, and we played one show
4: where Bianca Palmer played drums, and I played bass, and you played guitar. Yeah,
2: Cousins is in some kind of configuration. Zone where it's changing it's all the time. Ah, yeah, in a flexible, yeah, sure. time. Also, was a two in piece. lobster zone right now. Mm-hmm. What's the lobster zone? Is <laughs> it, that's a weird maritime thing I've not heard before. <laughs> lobster zone is that a thing? Yeah, it's no like... one's ever described that to me before. It's, <laughs> he's in the lobster. <laughs> he's in the lobster. So uh, the show I saw in the house, which sounds like it might have been one of the earlier shows, oh, really, man. I think I reviewed it. Didn't I write a review of it for Exclaim? Uh, I feel like I, I did. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I really, did I say nice things? I feel like I yeah, liked yeah, it a it lot. Wild, yeah, it was pretty wild. I vaguely so remember that. It was a wild set. It was really great. And so how did you come up, like the, the projects you've described, I think to generalize are uh, pretty song oriented, yeah. uh, lyric oriented. How did you two end up? Well, I was like, involved quite
3: a bit in like the improvised music scene and jazz and free jazz and, which is Chris Inst- Dad Chris yeah, Dadge was pretty instrumental in mm-hmm. that stuff too. Right? Yeah, yeah. So Ace, I yeah. played on like a couple of the first bug incision things and mm-hmm. like we went to school together. And
2: you and Chris? Yeah. Oh okay, cool.
3: They went to college together. Yeah.
2: Oh, I see. So you grew up you grew up with the Yeah, And him then that's bit. how From our connection yeah. I see. Mm-hmm.
3: happens through Chris. Oh, okay, okay. And then just the whole like the Calgary music scene was at the time pretty small as far as like there was a lot of great things happening, but there was kinda everybody knew each other.
2: Do you miss Calgary, either of you? I don't. I was just there for <laughs> like a few hours. In uh, yeah. as we're speaking, it would have been. Well, I was in August. I know it was in August, and we went to we got a tour of the National Music Center mm-hmm. for free, so that was fun. And then I went to Tubby Dog with my family. Is that still a is that a cool thing to do, or do you guys look down upon Tubby I Dog prefer. as a touristy? I uh, always liked it. Okay. I like the wasabi one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you—it's not. I just wondered if I was like, "Hey, guys." But I mean, I, I like know. a hot dog. Like, but oh, I've played well. there a lot too. As a
4: venue, it's great. And yeah, I like, went to a show there, I during Sled Island. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. cool.
2: Okay, yeah. so you miss you do when I had Chad and 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 his his friends on the show. Mm. They uh, didn't seem to have the warmest. They still live in Calgary, and they didn't have the warmest things to say about it.
4: I I miss the people. You miss the people. A lot of people that I. I mean I don't constantly like sit around worrying about people but I mean like <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, you don't have a lot of empathy really. There's you don't spaces just sit around and people and yeah. just having lived there for a long time. It's right. natural. But I I feel a hundred percent where I live now. Like I know that it's it's the way I wanna live and the place I wanna be. Like it's all working out and I think the The way that we've worked together to create music and time and space like there's no other situation for it like we we interact with so few people where we live that like you can really manipulate
3: how you're how you're focused. manipulating your own environment like to a scale of. It's just, there's a lot of space, there's a lot of forest, there's a lot of materials that you can use to, and then there's just like a lot of space for your mind.
2: Do you live in the Do you live in a different house? Than, yeah. Than, yeah. Than,
4: okay. I bought some property not far from Jay. Okay. Uh, yeah. A wooded lot.
2: <laughs> and do you have like a family, so to speak? Like I have a, a wife. You Have a wife.
4: Yeah. Uh, from that area that I met since I moved there. Oh wow! We got married this summer.
2: Oh, yeah. how, okay, that's congratulations! Yeah, that's thanks. amazing! Wow! And um, love story. All, all of a sudden, it's a, a love story. I didn't expect that. A
4: nurse of Nova Scotia, an RN, <laughs> uh, and. It just yeah, it feels like things are building. I'm starting to get some animals, and
2: you're starting to get some animals. Like a, the we got domestic chickens. animals. Yeah, we got a cat. Oh, okay. We got
3: chickens. Jay's got the same kind of thing. Yeah, I got a dog and a cat and chickens. Two kids.
2: So you, two you start kids. start oh, producing
4: right. your own food and
2: huh? So you you when
3: you uh, I th- yeah. So I think that. When I was doing a lot of improv in Calgary towards the maybe the last couple of years, I was really starting to like build instruments and stuff, and just using those on the improv nights, just mm-hmm. picking one thing and.
2: What kind of instruments would you build? Just
3: like little like circuit bent instruments and little oscillators and little noise makers mm-hmm. and drum machines and stuff. So just using those, and then like the, when I moved to Nova Scotia, there wasn't like in that particular zone there's not much of like an improvised music scene so in nova scotia yeah well no i would say just like we're we're about an hour and 15 minutes southwest of halifax
2: and so who's from isn't chris ludica old man Ludica, from around that area he lives over there he, he lives near you
3: I uh, lives in Chester. So oh, it's Chester, like 45 right. 45 minutes away. Oh, it's 45 minutes away. So. Okay, okay. Like closer so, to Halifax. So,
2: the music, there's not a, a particular music scene where you're currently living. You have to no. go to Sackville or Halifax or something to mm-hmm. pick up on that.
3: Don't really. Yeah, like. Yeah. yeah. So, I just, you just started scoring for these. Like, I started developing, like, notation systems and, like, between, like, a hybrid notation system between, like, you know, the classic written musical note to like how I was going to remember how to perform these pieces using those instruments that I made. So I kind of flushed out their sounds and like the first record, Mewix, was me kind of performing all the stuff with these crude instruments.
2: Are they the kind of instruments that have a a fleeting sound to them? Like if you make a noise once, it might not make the same noise again? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, for me, that's not really important to have the exact same sound. It's mm-hmm. more just the
3: essence of the energy of the sound.
2: So, you I mean, you both are uh, play, uh, I would suppose, uh, it's safe to say, like uh, conventional instruments as well, like uh, things that are have tunings, and I mean, they mm-hmm. can be manipulated, of course, mm-hmm. as well, but you play things that are, we've come to accept that they're going to sound a certain way. Yeah. Uh, were you getting bored with that stuff? And that's why you're like, I'm gonna try to create my own sounds with my own machines that I'm going to make ostensibly from scratch.
3: I don't know if it was boredom. I think it's just exploratory.
5: Hmm.
4: And, it, like, I think I am open to playing all kinds of instruments, and when I started seeing what Jay was doing and working on, like, Muix is the sort of the product of that level, I think, of yeah. what you developed it to. And that's, uh, so I was hearing Mewix when we started... Learning we're those songs,
2: that, trying to learn how to
3: play it.
2: Yeah. So when I saw you, it wasn't improvised. When I would have seen that um, show, right? Um, Is it often pretty? It's in the moment, isn't it?
4: We're oh, yeah. we're playing songs. Like there's certainly improvised sections or improvised mm-hmm. flexibility. Okay. But um, I think it was you'd sort of laid out, or Jay had sort of laid out a a section of instruments. So. It
3: was sort of a matter of learning how to like fulfill those instruments. a sound there that's like, started off being very sort of, like it was only a certain number. It was a 14 sounds, 14 instruments making their, well, not 14 sounds, but like 14 instruments making their vast amount of sounds. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of whittled down and then, so it had a decent foundation of how the, kind of pieces were going to evolve, but then once you start performing them live, and that was a huge learning curve too, trying to figure out how to play them, and we played some of the worst music I've ever played in that during that period. Because you didn't know what was going to happen? It was just... We were trying a
4: lot of, like, for instance, you used some toy guitars, plastic guitars yeah. in the recording, and, huh. and that's a sound that that we tried to use a lot, and touring with them... Was just, a nightmare. Yeah, just <sighs> they're too fragile. They're too hard to control. You can't get parts to work. But rather, right yes, yeah. so <laughs> that's sort of how I like in this unit. That's how I got into needing samplers more. Right. I mean, sequencing was always part of it. But yeah. we have morphed in a live setting into pretty advanced MIDI connection. Yeah, yeah. And but none of it it's is all like, kind
3: of morphed. I think that yeah, way. The whole ethos of it is to like. I don't ever want to be controlled by it as far as like a four on the floor kind of thing or like I always want to play with the time, I want to always want to play with time signature and like make it so we're actually molding it and playing it as if it was like, you know, playing Thunderstruck or something so like
2: that. And, and, and so there's room for it to uh I don't know. Be or or have like an organic feel and t- time to it. Like it's, the way a drummer might have always, an off night or something and you're like, well I got to play with whatever he's they're doing right now. Yeah. yeah. It's
3: always mm-hmm. it's
2: just a complete It's also like a
3: very sort of spiritual thing for me as well. Like I feel like this music is the closest I've been to how I want to feel the world in that way.
2: What does that say about your world view per se? Can you articulate that? When you say you want to feel the well, world, well, it's just like as
3: deep as I can be in like a certain moment, I guess. Without, it's like where there's no think. There's, it's like true clarity or something.
2: You're talking about improvisation. Are uh, you talking about improvisation from the mentality of many of its, uh, I don't know, uh, best or or, or most uh, mm-hmm. respected proponents? This notion of being in the moment and not feeling trapped by any parameter yeah that's kind of how it is yeah
3: so there are some technical parameters but for the most part it's like and coming from that sort of school of improvisation where nothing is going to trap you because there is no limitation there's always somewhere to go
2: does this speak to and I don't want to be too literal or psychological about this but you say I I gather you wanted to leave Calgary because you felt like you'd had enough and and maybe it it um, it was a paradigm that you felt like you couldn't move beyond on some level. Whereas I think Nova so. Scotia, when you moved to Nova Scotia, and what you're saying now, what Dicey was saying too, like living off the.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
2: Land a little bit, creating your own personal infrastructure, so to speak, you know? Um, I think
3: I had to figure out who I actually was and who I wanted to be when I was there. When or when you, I first moved. I mean, it was a big learning curve for me. There was some deep depression, deep isolation that I'd never ever felt before, or maybe had were, been
2: building. But you were there with your family. Oh, yeah. But you, I did, I was going to ask about this because I, I think in some of the biographical information about. This new record, or perhaps the band generally, there's a I think a, a few sentences about how you built some of these instruments, so you could basically have someone to something to communicate with as a musician. You were yeah. by yourself, and these things were. That was
3: kind of the genesis of music of MUX, I guess. Right. Okay. So now it's moved beyond that. Okay. Because you have dicey and yeah, definitely, and just the process has just tightened into like it's still. You know, it's like constant maintenance, constant fixing mm-hmm. and moving. But to this point now, I just feel like, yeah, it's a comfortable place for me
2: to be. Hmm. Daisy, what's your perception of what, where Jay's coming from uh, with this stuff? Because that's a very personal mm-hmm. kind of admission that he's just made about what this music says about him. Like, I mean, you're mm-hmm. working with him and now you're collaborating, I, I presume, more closely with you two are collaborating more closely than you would have in mm-hmm. the initial stages. Yeah, it's
3: really—it's loo- easy though. It's like—it's loose. loose. Okay. So I mean, if you're there, we'll set out, we'll record for a few days, and you know, we'll pull some stuff from that, or we won't. Or yeah, it's just—it's been pretty easy.
2: Does this does what he's saying about his kind of philosophical outlook about this band and life generally? Do you relate to that? Mm-hmm. Do you have your own? Is there something different well, yeah, about I your think approach?
4: It's just the way it came together that, that worked out. Like the gear, I, I've had a project, a solo project for a few years called Dice Parks. Uh-huh. And the gear that I was using to create that was kind of came out of my setup for pretty straight up improvisational stuff, like guitar pedals and noise making stuff. And that set of gear has grown in this project in a way that's. I think it complemented so quickly what Jay was doing that it quickly became the same thing. Like, mine grew into his, and there's no other way to describe it. Like, the setup that we have now, like, what Jay's talking about, this single Clarity and stuff, is, like, what I felt with guitar, you know, in the past, where you can forget you're playing a guitar and you're playing music. Like, you're playing beyond what your hands... And, and hmm. this is definitely the closest i've felt to this kind of gear like even though it's guitar pedals keyboards i'm not playing like virtuosic parts but i'm in touch to a deep deep level where like it it's a major rush like it is like you know playing any instrument now and
3: it just keeps growing like there's no limits it's like when you're working and doing like electrical work in your house or you're doing sure. plumbing or something like that yeah. or fixing an amplifier, it's all for me. It's like I really like enjoy the idea of energy modification, like energy flow modification. In this <laughs> so even
2: like, literally electrical energy at this point? like Yeah,
3: or like, you know, a more spiritual energy.
2: Are you like a... a you're obviously... <laughs> Spiritual, a spiritual mm, person on no, some level. I don't know. The spirituality has a negative connotation for some. Yeah, yeah. But you are I don't clearly, you, you don't care about what that it has. If, a if ne- people think that it's a negative. Thing, no, no. I'm know. just saying. Often it it can be aligned. I I used I invoke the phrase philosoph philosophy, which I think that, I mean, that's a major aspect. I think aspect. fun
3: could be associated. Fun with can that be a, too, yes, absolutely, know, like, absolutely. It's just I'm just yeah. I don't know. So does joyful talk? I'm not a f- deeply spiritual. Person, I would say like almost thoughtful person.
2: But that that can be spiritual too. Yeah,
3: but I just feel like as far as music goes, I want to let go as, po- as much as possible into like, I call it the acid washed underpants.
2: <laughs> Is that like the lobster zone? <laughs> yeah. Are you in the lobster, of, lobster yeah. zone with <laughs> the. It's like imagine the if there zone.
3: was like acid washed just like a giant acid <laughs> white, like a <laughs> curtain flying over us at all times. You could just like reach your hand. Right. <laughs> That's right. like what I feel is happening. I see. Okay. That's fascinating. <laughs>
2: okay. So uh, does this stand, does it stand to reason that Joyful Talk is your primary mode of expression? Since discovering this, it sounds like it's changed you. I don't know if it's like, it's just part of it. So are you doing other things? Is there a J.
3: Crocker There's music? some art stuff. There's some like, it's just, for me it's all encompassing because of where the location of where I live definitely is truly informing this project like uh-huh. beyond anything else I've ever been a part of Okay, because it's just like there's so much it's struggle at the same time like, oh there's struggle oh yeah like there's just a lot of obstacles there's a lot of challenges there's a lot of times where I have to use all my creativity to like fix a you know a water problem because we don't have enough water, because the water runs out in our well in the summers when it's dry, and I don't want to like spend a hundred bucks a week like getting my, getting it filled. So there's like you know figuring out how to like make all that stuff work so we can still live fairly comfortably and.
2: So are you? Do you two? Are you two saying on some level that your home ownership, your life existence, and. <laughs> And the stuff you have to do to function as a, a person who owns a house and is a human being who has to get up every day and deal mm. with the day, I can I'm trying to figure out if that is that informing joyful talk, or is the process of joyful talk, and what you've discovered in your exploration of this is that informing how you approach a, a toilet that needs fixing. It's all the same to me. That's now all the same. <laughs> yeah, it always was. I or think it just flows both ways at yeah. least. A toilet, a toilet will flow. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not both ways, yeah. but yeah. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does, and well, that's when you have to fix and it. And there's
4: other semi-emergencies that, uh, like not serious emergencies, but different things in living in the woods or in yeah. isolation that you have to deal with on your own. Hmm. Yeah. And like yourself. you get thrown in to bigger.
2: Challenges. You get yeah. bears and moose and stuff. No, not really no, bears and not, moose. No. Not, they're it's not. there's not odd
3: bear, but rust. And rot.
4: You, there is
2: the odd bear. Yeah.
3: in Nova
4: Scotia for sure. But yeah.
2: you haven't encountered one. No, no. no. Okay, they're okay. not far from us. So you see a bear uh, coming towards you. Uh, do you say to yourself, "What would joyful talk to? Like, do you? What would <laughs> is this I do?" A no, not yeah. necessarily. I just wonder if if you apply, you're, or you have no, an no, ornery like cashier that. or something, I mean, and you're we, like, "It's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs>
5: I,
3: it's not like that." There's okay. a lot going on. Well, I mean, this—I don't yeah. normally yeah. ask people it's about. Only that simple. Just, I, just a maybe different set it of.
2: I don't uh, normally ask people about monikers uh, or in terms of. Uh, it sometimes has come up uh, in the course of an interview if someone's named something. Uh, that intrigues me but i i feel like what we've been discussing maybe speaks to why this would be called a joyful talk but i don't know what is that a reference to there's a little i had a i bought like a a
3: van for my trip over from calgary to nova scotia
2: yeah oh yeah just for And the trip? it
3: was a Toyota uh, Hiace and it like it was like a japanese import van hmm. from the early 90s and like it had a button that was an intercom system where you could talk to the passengers oh, in the wow. back. Oh, wow. Cool. And it was called the Joyful Talk button.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was called. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it was oh. just
3: a Joyful Talk, all capitals like the way it is. One word? No, one word. word. Yeah.
2: Wow. That's that's cool. I've never heard that and before. And then so, I don't know but it does seems seem right. to me, that's weird, so maybe I'm just reading into it based on our <laughs> conversation. But you talk about spirituality, finding yourself, communication, what all of this seems to be encapsulated. But that's the but,
3: name of the record, I guess the name of the record ties in more to those sort of ideas. How so? Well, it's just like how we can exist in so many different ways all yeah. at the same
2: time. Right. Okay. And it's a trip? Yeah. sure is (laughs) do you feel like we've lost sight of that maybe as a people this notion that there are multitudes I think
3: we've been afraid of it I think people have been put in like mental institutions for for like those kinds of ideas and like split personality disorder and all that kind of shit Hmm. it's like and then now there's like the virtual selves too which is fucking with everybody like
2: sims or just like oh, Facebook. Oh right, like yeah, that's the true. internet. Like right, we have avatars. Who are we on that? Right. You know? Are you on those things? A little bit. I don't have like a smartphone or anything. But so do you feel like that's? Are you? Do you just, I sometimes when I post something like that, <clears throat> over time, I will. If I'm looking back on it, I'll feel like I've learned something about myself that I didn't expect. Like, oh, I guess that's. Like a, something, Facebook's the worst because it'll be like seven years ago you said this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, thanks for reminding me that I yeah, love I haven't my been dead cat. on
3: it that much, right? For it to tell me that stuff,
2: right? Okay. And I,
3: I do do like the joyful talk Instagram. Oh, you do, guess, but right. I guess that's kind of needed these days. Yeah, it seems to be. So, if but I you, think it's like good and bad. Like I'm not totally afraid of it. Right. I don't think it's like this fucking horrible thing. I just.
2: It's just another thing. It's just a
3: part of it. our evolution as humans, I think. The plurality.
2: Yeah. It's just a part of the plurality. Yeah, it's just the
3: splintering of everything.
2: Okay. Daisy. where do you think <laughs> Joyful Talk will go next? Do you have a sense of that? I mean, this is a thing that's always... It seems to me that it's shifting in its current form, the songs even... But do you have a sense of what's next? Uh, have you already begun working on maybe a follow-up to Plurality Trip?
4: Yeah, I guess we kind of know where we're starting, right now. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of just a point on on a line, I guess. So yeah, I think we know where it's flowing, how it's how it's going. You like learn
2: it, things from making this record in terms of how you might apply them to. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Anything you can articulate, though? at this point? Like, is there other things... Well, there's
3: no computers really on... The, most of them are just live performances, like five tracks of just us playing the stuff. Right. I mean, there's some editing and there's a couple... There's one track that has more overdubs than most of the other tracks on there, but... Or it's like recording jams to like a... Like a quarter-inch machine mm-hmm. and then taking those and resampling them mm-hmm. and then performing mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then that can be... That's like... Sort of an interesting layering
4: of taking things we're playing and then through sampling and sequencing
3: and meeting, being able to play past performances in a way. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the other thing is like trying to make it so we don't have to rehearse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's the goal, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. being able to play it, basically.
3: Yeah. So we want to, I want to be able to, anyways, to play a lot of this stuff. We, I mean, it's still evolving as we play yeah, it now, right. but like we played it and then that's kind of
2: how we play it right okay and so in terms of sending people to learn more about joyful talk the band not the intercom system where <laughs> uh, instagram is that and, and uh, i guess cstrecords.com the constellation, yeah, constellation site and anywhere else
3: do you have what's just a, come to the shows i guess whenever we
2: decide to leave <laughs> you have more shows coming up you're going to be touring a little bit yeah
3: we're going back to europe in november And then, yeah, there's, I think, might be some Asia stuff next winter. Oh, nice. spring.
2: Is it true that the European audiences or or promoters, I suppose, even seem to embrace what you were doing maybe more so than here, North America? Yeah, we've been having really good shows. Yeah.
3: Europe's been pretty, we've been four times, I think, and maybe like twice to Toronto or once. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And
2: so, (laughs) and and there's a... It's just way easier. For some, there's an, elect like, because of the electronic impulses behind it, I think some people might think of it as a kind of dance music. Do you subscribe to that?
3: Oh, I don't care. It's certainly It's very that care. way at yeah, times. Yeah, they can hear it and feel it any way they want. I, I find that the... Some people uh, find it really, like, challenging, but I don't find it challenging at all. I think, like, if people can hear on, like, the 5 o'clock news about people getting, like, raped and murdered and yeah. stuff, I think they could open their mind their ears a little bit to maybe something that's not I don't
2: know you guys are kind of you've played with Holy Fuck right are you just one show just one show do you consider them contemporaries in some way because they do some similar aspects to what you're doing there's more song it seems more seems more populous than what you're doing I would say but I've seen them sort of evolve from what I thought was kind of an electronic noise rock thing to like yeah these sort of danceable things where people lose their minds. Yeah. I, just I don't know wondered, if
3: we'd ever go. Maybe, I
2: don't know. No, I'm just curious. I uh, cuz it's I a, don't
3: really want to set out to like do anything, no. To try to like put it in any sort of box, I guess. Okay. And I've always been like that. Yeah.
2: No, I gather that. I can tell and I and I appreciate that too. Um that's for sure. Is there a one song that we can go out on from this record if if you could pick one, which one would it be? Maybe kill scene, that's kill- the like, that's the the poppiest one. <laughs> Does it have to be poppy? <laughs> no, no, I like kill scene I would like be fine. Okay, well, what what inspired the name, and and do you want to say anything about the recording? It was of it? like, I don't know.
4: I think that was developing it. It developed on maybe our first European tour. Yeah. Like there was a, a sense that something clicked while we were trying to play a few things and and Kill Scene came out of that. That's one that I
2: think was maybe one of our most collaborative. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hear it. Shall we play it for people that are listening? Okay, this is Kill Scene from the new Joyful Talk record, Uh, Dicey. Jay, thank you so much for being on my show. Thank Thank you. And I wish you the best of luck with everything going forward. Right on. Thanks a lot. Special thanks again to Jay and Dicey from Joyful Talk for being on this, the 441st episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network. And it's available on all iOS and Android platforms and also on things like Spotify, YouTube, and Boom as well. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about and are looking for and it's not uh, available to you on any of those platforms, or if you want to learn more about me, sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Vish Creative or at Vish Khanna. Listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at CFRU.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. I appreciate everyone who does this. It really means the world. And uh, it covers some costs and all those sorts of things that I don't really like to talk about. But it's true. It, it does help. So if you'd like to help with the show on a financial level, and again, it's very flexible. You can change it whenever you like. You can pledge whatever you want. Visit patreon.com slash creative control. If, if you'd like me to send you a T-shirt that represents the show in exchange for this, I'm happy to do so. Just send me a message when you get on Patreon there and we'll, we'll figure it out. Thanks again to the in-kind supporters of this show, Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts, and uh, again, CFRU, 93.3 FM. Also, uh, my pal Jim Guthrie, uh, he lets me use a song of his, the instrumental version of The Rest is Yet to Come, that ends the show each week. You can learn more about Jim and his uh, voice-oriented and instrumental-oriented music at jimguthrie.com. Dot org. Finally, thank you very much for listening to the show so regularly and subscribing to the podcast on whatever platform you use and really just telling your, your friends and your neighbors and your family about the show. That's, uh, that's a big help, uh, just spreading the word about it. I think uh, it's a grassroots show that way, and I, I do appreciate you doing that. I, I hear that that happens sometimes, and it really does mean a lot. So thank you for that. And, and if you can't do any of those things, just thanks for listening to the show. That's enough, really. All right, I got to go. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.